0: Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into the famous Dwayne's podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne. I got two guests with a couple pending. i uh, would introduce yourselves real quick. Uh, I
1: guess you could go first.
2: Uh. All right, cool, cool. I'll go. Yeah, this is Braxton, y'all. What's up, man? Y'all can follow me on actual Braxton. Um, also, what are we doing? We doing quick promo? <laughs> Anything
0: coming up? Something like that? Well, we usually do that at the end, but go ahead. I would talk about beginning and end.
2: All right. Black August is going to be out August the 15th, 2.30 a.m. on natpiff.com.
1: All right. Um, uh, what's shaking, everybody? My name's Lord. Uh, I guess you could, you, you could check me out. I'm a personal trainer uh, and founder of Bodies Divine Fitness, so you can find us on pretty much any platform, uh, B-O-D-I-E-S-D-I-V-I-N-E-F-I-T. Alright. Powerful name. Appreciation. Appreciation. My Half parents me.
2: had
1: high hopes.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Gotta live up to that.
0: Right, right, right. So uh yeah, we're talking about what it really means to be pro-black. Um I don't even know where to start. I guess we'll start with um I'm gonna start with this thing I found. My brother already gave me shit on it, because he was like, Really? And I mean, this sounds good, but the last sentence is like, really, bro? So I'm, I'm going to read it in just a second. Uh-huh. All right. So an urban dictionary pro-black is defined as a lifestyle that encourages economic growth and development of the black people as a whole, with the purpose of increasing the wealth and population of black people around the world, whether it be spending money with black-owned businesses in your communities or online. Promoting love for Black people and encouraging Black youth is its sole purpose to keep to keep uplifting. This is a terrible grammar. <laughs> um, uplifting mm-hmm. Black people in America to be proud and at the same time, I bank with Black. It, have, it has an example here. It's like I bank with Black with Black bank owners. I buy groceries from Black owned stores, and I circulate my money from one Black hand to the other. I'm as pro Black as I want to be. Here it is. You ready? Here comes the fuck shit pro black revolutionaries and activists don't think it's okay to date outside their race, but when you're in love with someone, who cares what other people think
1: um this there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's some uh, all right uh if if i may uh okay <laughs> all right so when it goes. And I and I, I hear a lot about that. You hear a lot about uh, you know, you'll you'll watch celebrities and celebrities will be supporting the movements and all of that jazz. And then people come at them when they uh when they see them with a you know, let's say a male uh, uh black celebrity, they'll come on with a white wife out of nowhere. And it's like, yo, hold up! I thought you was for the movement. Now, in a sense, I get what people where people come from when it's like, uh, you love who you love, you fall in love with who you love. Um, you meet a lot of people in the world and 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 attraction happens. Now, when we talk about pro-black though, um, pro-black means you're trying to make some black babies, you're trying to make some chocolate babies. Like that's, <laughs> at that, when it comes to romance, when it comes to uh, procreating, that's what it comes down to, as far as what I know. Um, now, speaking from my own experience, um, uh, you know, being a brother, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood. I grew up Cambria Heights. Um, my parents, I guess you would you would call them pro black. They was you know, my father was in the Nation. My father's five percenter. My mother's ex- extremely Afrocentric and in love with Egyptian culture, um, I grew up in an environment where they created everything for us. So when it comes to, um, and you and I, uh, Duane, we had a conversation the other day, when it comes to um, even celebrations or quote unquote holidays, um, I didn't grow up celebrating Halloween. You know, all the kids in the neighborhood was celebrating Halloween, but they had to create things that were, for us, it may not have been something that was national or global or anything, but they created, um we had African Kings and Queens Day, where you dressed up like kings and queens from Africa, you know, you, you come come through with, you, you. we didn't have Black Panther, Black Panther wasn't hitting like that back then, we had Sun Man and, you know, those toys and stuff like that, but, you know, we had, uh we had Shaka Zulu. You know what I'm saying? We had, um, we had Queen and Zynga. Like we had people that, w- that looked like us, um, and, and our neighbors, everything that we did. So I think that, uh, something like that, you know, that is pro pro black when you are, um, putting that image out that you love being black one, two, you are endorsing, um, the economic growth, which was in a definition, I can't can't disagree with it, Um, the economic growth of our people, of our communities. We have to, uh, and that's something that we have to do. I think a lot of people have it blurred at the same time, um, because especially in this generation, we have it where um, we're pro-black when it's convenient or um, when it's popular. So just like, you know you got you got all these hashtags and everything black lives matter now me personally i have never and i i i guess i i um i came to this conclusion not really came to the conclusion but um i realized this the other day that i've never hashtagged that as much as i um as much as i am you know pro black i i you know i shop black um as much as i can when especially when it comes to my business when i'm looking for um Different things like uh, athletic wear and stuff like that. I go, the first thing I'm going on on Google, black on this, that, and the third. And I've been doing that for years. Um, I haven't been doing it all my life. I grew up in that environment, but we didn't have all of those things, I guess, accessible to us everywhere. So now we got people growing more businesses, um, giving us more. Um, more avenues to travel as far as the necessities as far as um apparel as far like the apparel i I love it when I see something you know what i'm saying <laughs> i'm trying to promote that i don't i i stop I stopped doing quote unquote uh name brands mm-hmm. um' cause, you know I grew up in a in a time where you know if you wore anything that looked slightly afrocentric you was an African booty scratcher like Anytime, like I, I remember I came to graduation one day in school and, and, and Katz was laughing at me. I tried to run in the room real quick before somebody saw me in my, in my, uh, in my dashiki and my kufi and all that. But, <laughs> but Cats was laughing at me. Nowadays it's more um, accepted and nowadays more, and people are waking up. I'll say that. Um, I don't know how long they're going to be awake though. You know, that's, that's another thing. But, pro-black is definitely building up our economic, um, structure. And that's something that we need to think more about. Um, and that's something I think that's a conversation that a lot of our people are afraid of having, because that means a lot of sacrifice, um, from a lot of the things that you like, you know, all of these, you take the example of all of these name brands. Um, they don't fuck with us and we don't realize that they don't fuck with us until, Somebody do, does something racist. Now now we're, uh, we're, we're blackmailing, not blackmailing, we're um, Black- uh, blacklisting them. No, we can't mess with them anymore because they, you know, but they've been that way. Like a lot of things we don't notice been that way. And a lot of us have known they've been that way. But it's fly. It's cool. It's, it's easier. You know what I'm saying? Because with us, what up? With our brands, we gotta do research to find our brands. We don't get advertisement like that. We need to be able to build our, um, build our economic structure so that we don't have to do so much research. We don't gotta go out to all of these other communities to find things that we need. Um, but at the same time, it's not all in our control. Um, so I will say that. Um, but yeah, I guess that's my, 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 my little tidbit for now. So long oh, got definition, but yeah, <laughs> Brexit.: Thank you, bro. That's it, man. Got a lot to say about it. Absolutely, thank you, man. Um,
2: so just do me a favor, just Dwayne. Could you just read that definition? I think it was the part that said something about population. In uh, that Urban uh, Dictionary definition. It says something about
0: whether spending with black on oh, businesses oh, online. Oh, I got it right here. Um, it's a lifestyle that encourages the economic growth and development of the black of the black people as a whole with the purpose of increasing the wealth and population of black people around the world. Okay.
2: Okay. That's what I wanted to hear. Okay. So even in the definition that kind of botched it up at the end, I think there was something mentioned about increasing the population of the black community, um, which is a little bit contradictory to what it later on said. Yeah. Right, which is the interesting part about that. But I think that this is this sort of, um, split personality that you're finding when it comes to the, the the conversation of what is pro-black. So if you're talking about, I guess, the, the the prefix pro, I guess it's supposed to mean a proponent of blackness instead of an opponent of blackness or pro black um, And then you have to ask the people, you know, what is pro-blackness to you? Because if you dig pretty deep, uh, or if you dig just a little bit deep, what you're going to find a lot of times is that the pro-blackness is only as profound as their own self-interest um and and that's why you'll have people on twitter who they might say they're you know for example social media is a big thing obviously that's how we met you know you'll see people on twitter who there'll be a lot of talk let's say it's a brother right a lot of talk about the advancement of black people but he only talks about things that relate to black men or um you have this some black women right divest twitter for example right who are I'm starting to notice they're either just as blunt and, you know, harsh with their words um, and disgusting, to be honest, as as a lot of these brothers are, quote unquote, brothers are, right? But they will specifically say in their bio, I am pro-Black woman, right? So, I mean, in in terms of being a proponent of Blackness uh, as a whole, there has to be that economic aspect of it. And I think everything needs to be going in the direction of self-determination when it comes to, you know, economic agency, when it comes to political control in our own politics when it comes to, you know, um, owning uh, and profiting off of our own culture, right? Right. Those are definitely things. But what I noticed that people get tripped up in a lot of times conversation comes to marriage, right? Which one would think would actually be the most common sense thing when you really think about it. -hmm. Um, In terms of, you know, do you have a pro-blackness that is transgenerational, right? In terms of, not just, you know, what goes on in your lifetime, but or do you love blackness enough to want to pass it on? Right. Do you love blackness enough to want to um, come together with another black person and, and recreate it and then build wealth and make sure you are passing that wealth down? Right. Because I'll, I'll put it to you this way. You might have this millionaire. who has a ton of money. But um, at the end of the day, you know, it's good that he's outspoken, he or she are out, is outspoken about the things that black people are going through. But what you'll find that is that it typically tends to just be what's trendy, which is always right? nothing, other, nothing more nuanced uh, or, or nothing other than that. And that's not the only issue that we are facing, this community, right? You know, I have a lot of great things to say, a lot of, uh, I guess, poetic language, but when it comes to actually what they're doing, even in their own personal life, right. When it comes to the structure of the family, right. Um, I am of the belief, right. And, and I am of the, of more of a nation building belief right in a, a nation building philosophy. And so that said, it just kind of goes without saying, having that black African nation building mindset and mentality, it pretty much goes without saying that you want all these, if you're this proponent of blackness, you probably should also be a proponent of blackness or it should be reflected in terms of your dating choices. Right now, I understand you can't help who you fall in love with directly, but you can open up to, I mean, you can control who you open up to, and who you make yourself vulnerable in front of, right? And you can be selective with that. And in doing so, you can indirectly control who you love, right? So, um, you know, I, I, I'm learning that. And what what really matters to me is that we start to view blackness, um, a pro-blackness, in a transgenerational sense um in a sense that it's not just something that you know which whichever affects us on an individual level me as a black male because as you know we've sort of been partitioned into these little fringes or these little divisions between black men and black women you know black you know this black that whichever there's a lot of different subcategories um that seem to multiply daily right um which is not our doing it's typically from uh, the, the third party if you know what i mean so um but uh i need for us to listen yes absolutely we need to shop black we need to bank black uh we need to blacklist those companies which number one have profited off of slavery we need to blacklist blacklist those companies that show a certain amount of apathy towards the the plight of black americans even though they heavily rely upon the consumption uh, by black americans uh we need a black balloon yes all that is important um but when it comes to uh, the transfer of wealth right because if we have a black business and people support us because we have a black business, where do those profits go? Right. Obviously in terms of our community service, it has to go back to the community, but from a familiar standpoint, you know, how is it going to positively affect our wives, our children, our grandchildren, so on and so forth. So that generation by generation, we're going to close that gap more and more between us and everyone else because we are lagging on. So um, I think if someone is more of a, militant uh, integrationist or something like that or even a moderate integrationist then yeah you know actually you know race mixing or miscegenation or, or whatever or interracial relationships will sort of be the culmination of what they've been looking for that's like that kind of like embodies that whole integration aspect right but for those people who say listen it doesn't have to be we don't have to be at war with these people but at the same time we're such proponents of our own community our own culture our own people, our own history, that we would prefer to keep the bloodline and the culture strong um, in this aspect. Because much of our culture has been formed specifically, uh, well, some of our culture has been formed specifically in response to how we have been treated and demonized by the rest of the world due to how we look, due to our color, due to our noses, due to our cheekbones, nostrils, everything, right? And so because of that, It kind of does, you know, we are sort of paying it forward and we're kind of just doing our part from a nation building standpoint um, in terms of uh, who we choose to open ourselves up to and, of course, who we choose to uh, reproduce with, because that's also going to determine who we're going to be passing down these assets to. And everything comes down to the economic power and economic influence. So the more we can pass that economic power and economic influence down to the next generation so they can build on it, um, the quicker generation by generation we're going to get to being where we need to be as a people on this earth, back to our original form, back to our original shape, uh, back to our original standing. So I, it's, it, to me, it's just deeper than just who you fall in love with because you know, it's, it's more so a matter of, well, who are you opening yourself up to in the first place in that way, right? And that has its own ramifications, as I just said. So that, to me, that's what pro-blackness is. It really just depends on who you ask. Um, I have black friends who don't fit my definition of pro-black, and they know where I stand on that. Um, there's really nothing I can do. There's nothing I'm going to be saying to them that's going to change their mind. All I can do is live by example um, and hope that eventually they come around, which some of them have, thankfully. Uh, you know, that's
0: a work in progress in the other side. All right, uh, K Vaughn just
3: joined the chat. Say what up to the people. Thank you, brother. Hello, everybody. What's up, I brother? Just, uh, nice to meet y'all. My apologies for my lateness. Uh, Mr. Couch K McKay here. You can find me on Instagram um, or at kvon.d on Instagram as well. I'm here to add to the conversation about what it means to be pro black. Thank you, man.
0: Yeah, this nigga stay eating. But yo, uh <laughs> Did you see the uh the joint that I posted on um on IG? I, I I'll re I'll re uh iterate it. But I had we just were going through like what uh what poor black means to us. And, okay. Um, the definition that was on Urban Dictionary. Which um it's funny. I'm pretty sure like Urban Dictionary is ran by a white person.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> More than likely. Mm-hmm.
0: but I'm like... Um, You said 80% sure 85% sure <laughs> <laughs> funny number um so yeah pro-black is a uh a lifestyle that encourages the economic growth and development of the black people as a whole with the purpose of increasing the wealth and population of black people around the world whether it's spending money with black-owned businesses in your communities or online promoting love for black people and encouraging black youth its sole purpose is uplifting black people in america to be proud and at the same time to be proud. And, what the f- who wrote this shit? You notice know, like every time I read, it's like a different thing. Uh-huh. I'm trying to make it make sense, but you know. And then the last part, which is you know, the BS, and uh, my brother actually got my mentions about this. It was like, I bank with the black bank owners, I buy groceries from black owned stores, and I only circulate my money with one black hand to another. I'm as pro black as I want to be. Here it is right here. It says, pro black revolutionaries and activists don't think it's okay to date outside their race, but when you're in love with someone, who cares what other people think? So do you agree with that definition, parts of that definition, none of that definition? Talk to me, Kay.
3: Um, I feel like seventy-five percent of it I agree with because you know, I feel like most of what was said, um, is really important because you really have to embody blackness and um and promote black excellence from like every standpoint, like you can't just you know, just. Like, breaking up, sir. Who just. All right. Trying to teach you about like Young. Huh? Now you was breaking up. So, like, sorry. Oh, yeah. So. But you know what? I'm about to hop off the Wi Fi real quick. That'll probably be a little bit you easier. Cause,
0: yeah. So, in the week.
3: Yeah. Sorry about that. But, um. But um, I think, like, if you really want to promote unity and promote black excellence, like, you can't be on one standpoint, like, trying to, like, teach black youth, let's say, about coding or teach black youth about building a business or teaching them about financial literacy. And then on the other end of the spectrum, like, you're being misogynistic and treating black women differently. Uh, like, you have colorist thoughts about black women because, you know, you have to embody... You have to be the full embodiment of what it means to be pro-black. So, like, like yeah, I'm sure, like, you could probably get 85 to 90% of the things that you want to get from a store, like, through Amazon or something like that. But if you just took some extra time, like, an extra five or ten minutes to go find, a, like, you know, like, a black-owned store that could supply your needs, you know, that's going to help you, you know, build a greater connection, and that's going to help that black business owner, you know, bring more sales to his business. And you can just do free promo too and just tell the people that, you know, give him free promo, like tell the people about his business, give them give him a review. Like, cause let's just keep it a brick. Like sometimes we have black businesses that, you know, aren't like the cream of the crop in that particular field or um or industry. So what you really want to do is like, if it's not exactly what you feel it should be, or there's areas you feel like it should get, like, it could get better in. you give a review and you let them know some things they could potentially do to, like, uplift them, you know what I'm saying?
0: Cool, cool. So what about that swirling thing, though? What's your opinion on that? On a what? On, on a swirling. On a swirling?
3: Um, you know, like, I think when, when you decide to be in a relationship with another woman and start a family with another woman, depending on their background you really have to under they really have to understand like what it means to be black like how you like how you have felt in your own personal experience and um because like i feel like it's going to be really difficult for you to empathize like sometimes it's difficult for people of other backgrounds to, to empathize with your personal situation because they just don't understand. So you got to make sure that you understand that person that you're speaking to, make sure you will have tons of conversations about like social injustice, about um, systemic racism and make sure their family has a good understanding of that as well. And, and if that person that you're with doesn't check anybody in their family, um, like they're essentially enabling that behavior And then when you potentially have kids with this person, like they're not gonna have the right mindset for them going like, you know, about the earth and learning things that, you know, you would potentially want them to learn about systemic racism, social injustice, and things like that. So you have to be really careful. I don't think there's anything wrong with you potentially being with like, per se, a white woman or a black woman being with a white man. It's just how like you really go about it and the conversations you have with them and their family members
0: but would you say that that's, can you be pro-black and be pro-swirl? Can those two things coexist at the same time?
2: It might also be a good opportunity for all of us to answer that question in particular.
3: Um, yeah, I was, I was gonna do that. <laughs> in my personal opinion, in my personal opinion, um, I would say, You can be pro-black and also be pro-swirl. But, like, just, like, for me, like, going about my life, I would prefer to be with a black woman because I feel like like, she has a greater understanding of what a black man goes through in America and just around the globe. So I would prefer to be with a black woman. But I'm not – I wouldn't be against being with somebody another background or another race. So
0: basically that's not for you, but you're not about to crucify
3: somebody for doing that. Definitely not. <laughs> like, like I respect, I respect anybody for making, yeah. I respect any person that, you know, that makes the decision and has a solid point as to why they're doing it. Cause I respect other people's point of view as long as it like it's logically sound, you know what I'm saying? Like,
0: Nice. As long as that's it's not dating a clan me- member, basically.
3: I mean, it don't even got to be that. Like, it's just any behavior that's enabling anything. Like, any enabling behavior, whether it's whether it's just silence or it's just, like, ha-ha, like, like allowing things to slide, is just not okay, in my opinion. You know what I mean? All right. Like, in your personal family units, stuff like that has to be checked. All
0: right. Lloyd, uh, you next. Uh, what do you think? Can you be pro-black and
1: pro-swirl? Um, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to give that one a no. Um, now, I will say this. I, I have personal experience. I don't know if you would call it swirl, but I guess it was kind of swirl. Um, uh, I dated a uh, Dominican, but like white Dominican, not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, The differences were so prevalent that the fact that there was no way that you could understand the things that I go through as a black man, the things, or a black person in general. um, My way of thought towards a lot of things I couldn't, it couldn't work. And I literally had to tell her that. Like I tried it, you know what I'm saying? It was the first, and I would say only time. Um, And I was like, this this isn't the route. (laughs) It's not, and this is me just really speaking about um, uh, how my, and as we were talking, uh, as as Christian was talking about, Uh, the next generation building on the next generation how do we together being that we're from two different mind frames um, uh, you've got the cultural differences um, how do we build on a uh, a lifestyle for for these offspring and what do they what are they able to take from us that's not that's not confusing as fuck? <laughs> like that would literally be confusing as hell. Now me, I'm not fix uh, this. It seems like it's getting dark in here. Um, I'm not religious. She's heavily religious. Uh, uh, Catholic. Um, it's not the route I was going. It's not the route I'm in. Um and I don't think that you can be um, pro black and being in a being in a relationship with someone that can't understand that. like you can't possibly understand it unless you're in it. Um that's my opinion towards it. All right, Braxton?
2: Uh, no, I don't think you can. um I don't think you can in any sense, or in any tangible sense that I'm interested in. Um, That's pretty much what it comes down to. I don't think that you can be pro-black in any tangible sense that I'm interested in or or that I find useful. Um, And that's not to say that people who date a certain way are quote-unquote bad people. But you have those who are ignorant, and then you have those who are willfully ignorant. Right? Who choose to act like they don't see what we're talking about when we talk about the um, direct relationship between how you view yourself as a black person and who you choose to marry and reproduce with. Um, so, and again, I, I always try to think in terms of and, and listen. This is this also is rooted in my beliefs on. Um, the dangers of radical integrationism, because if you take a look historically speaking, um, how many times has miscegenation been used as a weapon for specifically, you know, diminishing the blackness of people or trying to quote unquote cure? I was just talking to my mother about this the other day, right? This this attempt to cure what they called negritude, right, which was the sickness of being black right and so very often these white slave masters really it was just a smoke screen so that they could fulfill their lusts right but they would look at themselves as almost doing black people a favor by impregnating a black woman right next generation and then what you find is that there's even even a, an even greater caste system right based upon complexion. Right. Black and white was bad enough, and it became black, beige, mulatto, right? It, it, it just created this uh, complexion hierarchy, right? So you see all these cases of how miscegenation and race mixing has been specifically used by the enemy um, in order to sow even more seeds of discord amongst each other, all while competing for the approval of white supremacy, right? Um, so that's, I'm just looking at it from a historical perspective, right? Again, I try to think in terms of not just how does this affect me and my family, but how is it going to affect the next generation? Because I am of the belief, and I'm sure every brother in this chat is of the similar belief that our children and our seed is going to be influential in this world. Um, and who that person is and the culture and the ethnicity that they can identify with is going to determine as to whether that influence that our children have is gonna be of a great benefit to the community, to the Black African community as a whole, or not. Are we gonna be adding to or taking away from it? So, I mean, at worst, race mixing is a step backwards. At best, it's standing in the same spot in terms of where we need to go as far as um, uh, as a people, right? And I just try to think in terms of us uh, i always, you know i say nation-minded and i just want to reiterate i think nation-minded in terms of not just the individual black people but the collective um i get kind of tired of seeing brothers were talking about you know no black you know black women have always stood by me my mother my sisters and then the black sisters they got to ask they like then why didn't you marry one of us? Like, you know, after a while, you you can't help but get frustrated by these dudes because it just comes off as a bunch of hullabaloo, right? And it's like, you have this much appreciation for them and you have this much appreciation for your blackness, but you know, supposedly, but you know what happens when you don't show that or that's not reflected Um, in terms of who you choose to open yourself up to and thus who you choose to marry and who you choose to reproduce with and ultimately who you wind up passing down those assets to because you wouldn't be a man if you didn't pass down your wealth to your children so how do you you know balance the two between your responsibilities as a father and your responsibilities as uh, as, uh, to the community right what you, what you hoard up in this life and what you store up in this life, you have to pass it down uh, to your children because that's going to have, if you teach them and train them right, an effect on the black community. Right now, um, I was just saying, you know, it can be difficult. I was, I was giving my, my mom an example, right? Um, because I don't go around hating people who marry or, you know, wed interracially or anything like that. Uh, I don't go around doing that because, number one, it's not necessary. Um, And honestly, it doesn't fix anything. Um, The bond has already been forged or has already been made. The child has already been born. There's nothing you can do. And the fact is that black man or that black woman at that point, regardless of whatever reasoning or lack of led to them having a mixed child or whatever, what's done is done and they have a responsibility to that child, whether it's green, blue, purple, or whatever, right? Um, But what I was saying to my mom was, I said, you have to think of it this way, right? So let's just say if I'm a black man and I have, okay, we'll go with the cliche answer, right, um, which is, uh, you know, the cliche scenario, right? uh, a white wife, um, and we have a son. I know for a fact that typically, or a lot of times, boys will wind up looking for Pieces of their mother and the woman that they're trying to date if they have a good relationship with the mother, right? Well, my wife is white. My son's mother is white. So just like that, I passed the assets down to him just in case. Let's just say if we're going by that and that actually is how it's going to go. He starts to look for his wife, right? Uh, he starts to look for his mother in his next wife, right? Where do you think he's going to look? How is he going to know how to have the patience to deal with the types of stress? and to to, to help shoulder the the, the stress that black women have to go through. How is he possibly going to know that if he's never been able to see that in his own personal life? His own father didn't do it. The first person he should admire, the first man he should admire is his father, which is me. The first woman he should fall in love with is his mother. How can I possibly expect him to be able to give the type of love and attention and uh, uh, attentiveness and support to a black woman He's never even seen it in practice. So naturally, he's probably going to do what's easiest, or, or, or uh, how, do you say, how do you call it? Um, the path of least resistance. He's going to go what he knows. He's going to do what his dad did. And he's going to go in the direction of who his wife, who his mother was, right? It's just easier, to be honest, for him, to be real. So What do you think he's going to do? Not pass on those assets to him. Now he marries this whatever young woman, right? And the next thing you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's a toss up as to, you know, whether they're going to have a child or, or, or a, a son or a daughter, right? So these are the ramifications that I think we're not really looking at, not us, this group, but as a community, a lot of times I think we will fall short on acknowledging the consequences of this and how this sort of flippant, well, you know, you love who you love, you know, who, you know. That doesn't really, it's not really cohesive and it doesn't really go along well with what we say we want to accomplish as a collective. Um, And and I think a lot of this, you know, is it centers around just wanting to get sexual access um, to black bodies. I saw a Swirler page that said, end racism, have a mixed baby. So everything revolves around gaining sexual access to peoples that have been perceived, right, socially speaking, as untouchable or stay away from them, right? And now in in the name of
1: racial progress or whatever, right?
2: You look at racial progress as our ability to fuck this one or to fuck that one. Well, racial progress is when a specific demographic doesn't dominate the prison system. Racial progress is when there isn't uh, such a wealth gap between one people and another people that it's almost like they're in two different countries. And they're living in the same city. Racial progress is when you can walk down the street and not be assumed to be a thug, right? Racial progress is when you have when you have uh, the same type of agency in your community as any other people does. That's what racial progress is. What these motherfuckers are talking about is getting their fuck on. That's it. And I wish people would be more open with just, with just saying that because that's a lot more respectable than trying to act as though you're doing us a favor by you know, impregnating this white woman or getting impregnated by this white guy. You're not doing anyone a favor other than yourself. So again, it comes down to what, what kind of pro-black are you? Are you pro-black self or are you pro-blackness? Big difference. All
0: right, uh, looks like Kayvon gained a lot of weight.
4: That, that, that you, Kev? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. My phone's not, not, um, not signing on, you know, I got an Android, so.
0: Anyway, I'm just going to ignore that. You know what I'm saying? not going to hold it against you. But, um, so yeah, do you think you could be pro
4: black and pro swirl? No, absolutely not. Because I mean, you guys pretty much hit like all the points that I would, I was going to hit. Um, it kind of, it kind of, you're, you're taking one step back when you do that. It's like, and if you're not, you're just making it harder to make any type of progress. So, you know, it's like a lot of things that were said. Uh, I mean, if just to just to dismiss it, people say like, you know, oh, you love who you love, just to be dismissive, because they don't really want to attack the real issues. They, you know, they want to say, oh, yeah, you know, I like Becky, so I'm going to go and I'm going to like, it has nothing to do with it. You can't really, you can't really be the bet. You can't be as good to the cause if you are pro swirl. It doesn't really work that way because there's so many, like he said, there's so many byproducts of that, that people really don't take into account that makes it harder for, for any progress to be done. You know, you're, you're creating a whole nother issue at that. You know, so it's if you're going to be not saying that that's kind of like within the home, though, like if you say you should say if you do impregnate the woman or whatever and you have, you know, you have a mulatto baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's one thing, because that's like at the home. You can still be out in the streets doing what you can do, but imagery is also key. You know what I'm saying? People are going to look at that. They're like, oh, well, you talk a lot of shit, but now you're going home to a white wife like, or, you know what I mean, or a white husband. It doesn't really, it won't, it might not, it might not job well, it actually may be more detrimental. So, I just don't, I don't think that you can be as effective if you're pro-swirl. i not saying that you can't do it, you can't get anything done, but you definitely can't be as effective. It's like, it's just, it's just not, it's not the best move.
0: All right, so, I knew at probably four years old that I was going to marry a black woman. Um I just knew. No one had to tell me. And at this point I was living in Flushing, which is a very, very mixed area of Queens.
2: <laughs>
0: very mixed. But I still knew that other races were like for entertainment purposes only. Um okay. I've never swirled. I've had mixed girls on the roster, but whenever it came time to dabble in the snow, if you will, something always happened outside of my control. And I just take that as a sign that black Jesus don't want me doing that. So with that being said, um, I definitely don't think that you can do be pro-black and pro-swirl because it's like, again, we're building to the population of black people. We're, doing, we're setting that example, especially the way that black people are hardwired are hardwired by what we see. So if we have all this African stuff over here, but then we got Karen and Dashiki, it's like it's sending mixed messages. And I would never want to put my, my offspring, you know, the carriers of my legacy into a situation of confusion where it's just like, okay, well, yeah, my parents are, my my dad's black, my mom's white, my mom's Korean, whatever, whatever. And I just have all these confused things like, am I this? Am I that? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's It's a, it's a, it's enough confusion in the world as is. So I don't need to add to that. Right. Um, yeah. And I mean, I ain't never took no picture in no Waker. <laughs> like, this is
4: nuts. Mean, you kind of lose, I mean, you kind of lose your identity when you mix, you know, because, like, who are you, like, it's like you kind of have to choose between two cultures. I mean, and, yeah, there might be, like, some type of middle, middle ground, but you can't fully be one thing if you're got if you're mixed, you know, it really doesn't make any sense. Like I said, I mean, I, I agree with um, Christian. Uh, I agree with him uh, as far as uh, – you know i don't I don't hate anybody you know hate takes a lot of energy for you to you know put that type of energy out it it just it's really it's like draining so like you know to each his own, but if you're gonna be pro black it really does not help to like to confuse the people that you are trying to leave or your family that you're trying to leave. It doesn't really make it's 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 counterproductive and also on that point. I remember talking to um one of my homegirls. Shit, I mean, white girls—they look good, but I'm not saying I wouldn't pop some. But you know what I mean, just like as far as like, you know what I mean? Like when I like coming up, I always like I, I I was I wasn't really, like you know I didn't really care if it was white, black, none of that. I wasn't really looking at that, none of that. I was just like, oh, she's fine. I'm trying. I wasn't trying to build no legacy, none of that. Yeah,
0: but then you grew up and realized stuff, but um and learn to value yourself, but um. what was my point um yeah the whole the whole swirling thing i just like i said i just can't get jiggy with it it doesn't i'm not trying to put my kid at a further disadvantage even if you do like get them to those white spaces that you normally wouldn't be able to get to they're going to be looked at as the affirmative action case or you know it's just again it's just nah it's just too much just even dating one like just trying to like you have to go through a whole briefing of like, this is what it's like to be black. Don't do this. No, I don't wash my hair every day. Like you know, shit like that. Like,
4: yeah, totally.
0: these are wash offs.
4: <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah, and even if even if you don't have to go through that briefing in the beginning, at some point your your ideologies are going to clash. Unless you got, I mean, even if like you know, there's obviously there's different types of everyone. There's different types of white girls. There's white girls who don't do nothing but. Live like grow up in the hood, and they they uh, are essentially, or well, they think they are black themselves, or whatever, because they go through all the same struggles that black people go through. But to, to a to a certain to a certain extent, I'm not gonna, I'm I'm you know overstepping a little bit, but to a certain extent. But at some point, your ideologies are gonna clash. You're gonna meet somebody and somebody's family because you you already know. I mean, like at the end of the day, you married that person, but you know everything comes with that, like the family the, the um, you know, their beliefs, the system, everything. So you can sit there and say, oh, I'm in love. Know that and be, be childish. And then get to the point where y'all have to make joint decisions on y'all, on building your legacy and your future and then only to realize y'all are not compatible because, you know, y'all just wanted to jump into a relationship. It's just silly. You need to know when you're dating outside your race, unless, you know what I mean, people are just fed up and they're getting mail-order bribes from Korea <laughs> something like that. Like you need to know what's coming with that. Like it's a lot that go, that goes into dating outside your outside your race.
0: I'm gonna say this, and then we're gonna switch gears. You Got know it. the whole concept. You know who else says like, um, you can't help who you love.
4: That's pedophiles.
0: Bullshit. Pedophiles. Those are the kind of people that say that. So now let's move forward. Is pro-black, anti-white, Lord? What do you think? <laughs>
1: All right, I'm on. <laughs> um, is pro black anti white? Nah, I can't say that. That's 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 it. It's it's really just uh, it's really just about the development of 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 being black. You know, the empowerment of in being black. That's that's really all it's about. A lot of it. A lot of people will try to uh. Really, only white folks say that. Um, let's let's just be real about that. Really, only white folks say that. We not we not trying to bother y'all. We just trying to be here for us. That's that's really all it's about. The you know we create alternatives for us because we don't have a lot for us. We don't have a lot that's uh we don't have a lot of representation um that's mainstream for us. So pro black is for us, and that's it. <laughs> that's that's really all it's about. It's just for us. Let us have ours. You you been had yours. You're gonna continue to have yours. Let us be let us do us. That's that's really all it's about. Hey, right, Christian, your thoughts. <laughs> um
2: question was Is being pro black being anti white? Could be. It could be um i think it depends on the situation you've got some people who um have a certain pro-blackness and a care and a genuine love for us as a people um and their reaction um which is a human reaction by the way especially when you're focusing on the atrocities that have been put against black people um their reaction will be that of hatred um, On the flip side, you could have people like me who are more more or less white and different. And I think that especially one of the reasons why you're usually gonna hear white people say that pro-black is anti-white or imply that pro-black is anti-white is because I guess the white apparatus, when you're not worshiping them, they look upon it as you hate them. When you're not acknowledging them, they look upon you as, oh, well, you hate me, or you're divisive or whatever. Now, what I'm telling you, what I'm saying is that whether you hate white people or whether you're just a pro black person that only cares about the upward mobility of black people, black men, black women, black children, black consciousness, black marriage, black business, everything, right? Whether you are, and whatever they call you is not your concern. Well, so I think that if anything, black people should stop asking that question because at the end of the day, we know. I mean, listen, it is what it is. Um, I said I'm pro-black. I didn't say anything about being anti-white. I didn't say I was pro-white. I didn't say I was, I didn't say I wasn't anti-white. I said I'm black. So why, again, why does the conversation always have to shift to how things make white people feel? So again, I'll say this. There indeed may be plenty of people who are pro-black, and I, actually I know a couple people who are pro-black and anti-white. Yeah, it could happen. Uh, but at the same time, that's not the case for all black people. Um, it's just not. Some of us, generally, uh, okay, I, I got a, uh, not a plaque, like a membership certificate. What um, is it? Okay. Uh, let me see. Uh, an organization embracing the millions of men, women, and children of Negro blood and of African descent in all countries in the world, striving for the freedom, manhood, and nationalism of the Negro and to hand down posterity a flag of empire to restore to the world the Ethiopian, Ethiopian nation, individual. to be proved OK, it doesn't have that, it has somewhere else. But the point is, right, the point is maybe Black people just want to use pro-Blackness as a means of making sure that we're not dead last in every positive category, right? But here's the thing, non-Black people and Black people who lick the boots of non-Black people, they never want to focus on that, right? They never think that, may- they never focus on the more obvious answer, right? which is maybe people are just, maybe these black people are just pro-black because they really love themselves. Maybe because the statistics show them that over the last uh, hundreds of years, hundreds of years, over the last few centuries rather, they have been marginalized, colonialized, imperialized, um, uh, mass murdered, enslaved. Maybe these people are just trying to level the playing field. And eventually, because first of all, everybody else in the world, they preach equality, but they practice dominance, right? Black people, we preach equality and practice striving for equality. And that's where we fuck up. So the fact of the matter is, if black people uh, were so anti-white, white white people would feel it a lot more directly. Um, The fact is we're so pro-black, and if anything, many of us, those that matter rather, we tend to be more or less white and different, right? And we tend to only address them Um, when we are made to cross paths with them. And that tends to take the form of when we're trying to get a good job, when we're trying to get uh, a good bank loan to get a good mortgage so we can own a home, when we're trying to uh, uh, walk down the street while minding our damn business, right? That's when we tend to clash with white people because we tend to be minding our damn business. I think a lot of this just stems from, you know, there's a lot of pressure on white people today in the media in terms of their treatment of black people, how they view us and how they react to how they view us and how that's resulted in a lot of the, you know, the, the negative statistics that I just mentioned. And so because of that, instead of fixing the problem, it's easier to try to say, well, maybe y'all do the same thing. Y'all are guilty of the same thing, right? How do you think the term reverse racism came about, right? Reverse, ra- you know, saying that pro-black is anti-white is just a remixed version of the term reverse racism, right? So again, you know, I kind of going off on a tangent, but the point is, yeah, it could mean that I wouldn't put it past some people and I don't want to rob people of certain rights to have their own hatred because this is a human race. We're always bound to hate somebody. That's one thing I'm realizing. You're never going to stop that anyway. So I'm not in the business of trying to tell a black person how they should react um, or how they should feel towards white people um, or the people that share the same color as the arbiters of you know, that same discrimination and disenfranchisement. I'm not in the business of doing that. But furthermore, even still, black people need to stop asking this question because it's not a question we naturally ask ourselves. The only reason why we ask ourselves this question is because we've been made to question, wait a minute, do I hate white people? And the only person that came up with that notion
0: was white people. So that's
2: what I'm All right,
4: Kev, what you got? I mean, yeah, you, how you talking about brother shit? To be honest, we don't really give a fuck about people thinking if we're anti-white or not. Like, like what you mean, anti-white? Like, I mean, in a sense, like, what, what exactly are we talking about? In a sense, maybe I am anti-white because I only, because not me per se, Whatever. I'm not, I'm not gonna say and perpetrate. Like, I don't only buy black, but there are people who only buy black. So it, could that be considered anti-white? Possibility. It's just a really vague, stupid way of answering or asking a question Avoiding the main issue, and we don't really owe them an answer. Nor do we need to even ask ourselves that question either. Like, if we're asked that question, we we just need to start getting up and walking away, because that's just it's a it's a jab. Because it's like instead of instead of you instead of if you really if a white person really wants to understand what it is that we're trying to get to get across, they shouldn't be asking dumb questions like that. Because that is literally a dumb question, (laughs) you know. I mean it's like that's that's a that's a that's a it's a defensive question it's like well you guys are so black are right? you guys anti white well, what the fuck if I was so what like you don't need to be I, we don't affect each other you don't I don't need to see you you don't need to see me I'm trying to do this for my people. you could just shut the fuck up and stand on the sidelines and mind your goddamn business that's what ends up happening a lot because people don't mind their goddamn business like we're not sitting here knocking down knocking on white people's doors and dragging them out their homes and doing all the shit that they did to us. We're sitting here just trying to get a, a better foothold in this world because of all the shit that happened to us over hundreds of years. And it, it is it can get a little frustrating. You can find yourself getting into arguments with people because to try and get them to understand. But to me, it's really not that hard to understand. It just seems that a lot of white folks tend to have like a hypocritical approach to everything because they don't really wanna understand. They want you to be submissive and they want to be friendly as so long as you are the nice black guy or like uh, he's uh, he's one of the good ones or whatever. Like but as soon as you start talking about anything about uplifting yourself or trying to better yourself, now you've become an issue and it makes them uncomfortable. And it shouldn't because it doesn't affect you. So what I don't really understand how white folks are so uncomfortable by people by black folks just trying to uplift themselves. I'm not gonna sit and say I don't understand because I do understand, but it's just it really is just, you know, it's frustrating to even have to address such a silly question. I mean, it's evident. It's evident. And I mean, there's facts. And white folks have always liked to be based off facts. You can just check stats and everything in history. It's all out there for you to find out on your own. You can answer your own goddamn question to see who's really anti-white or who's anti-black. You know, come on. We need to stop. That 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 question is just it's ridiculous. It really is yeah that was um
0: i'm not gonna say for comedic purposes but so to me pro-black can be anti-white if you're about Mm -hmm. basically dismantling the whitewashing of black culture if you're about decolonizing the mind that was colonized by whiteness then yes it would be anti-white but really what they're saying by um is being pro-black being anti-white they're basically saying should I be worried about you? They're trying to t- check the temperature to see if you, you know, if they are going to get dragged out of their house. Now, mind you, there may be some people that, you know, want to drag you out your house. That's not my problem. That's not my concern because I'm not white. So, you know, good luck with that. But, uh, One, you want to, <laughs> actually, I think we're done with this question, man. Like, So I want to have more of a free-flowing uh, dialogue here. Um, So, Lloyd, um, as far as, you know, being pro-Black, what kind of um, pro-Black practices do you think more people need to implement? implement, Or, like, what do you... um, How can we be better
1: at being pro-Black? Well, my idea towards it uh, would be more economic growth. so I guess the practice of, one, supporting... I want to say supporting black businesses, but that's that's a trend. Um, Teacher children, okay? One thing that from my experience when I was a kid, I went to public school. Um but on weekends, um we had, I don't know if you've ever heard of the African Poetry Theater, it's on Jamaica Ave. Not sure if it's still open right now, but um when I was a kid, that's where we went on weekends. We had my my art learning center, we learned about our history, we learned about our people, we learned about um what things that we could do to um to help the growth of our community. Um, attend more social events for Black social events. We definitely need to do that. We all, for one, we're all scared of, uh, 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 of saying what's up to each other. You know, you get brothers on the street, you walk past a brother and it's, you know, the first thing he'll assume is we might have a problem. Now, a lot of times when I see brothers on the street, I'll, you know, I smile. Uh, I smile everywhere I go. So (laughs) I'm going to smile and say what's up, you know, and then that's when they know, okay, it's no beef. What's good? You know what I'm saying? But we need to attend more social events for us. Um, We need to have more organization. Um, As we were talking about earlier, we need to definitely um, invest in our, you know, for one as black men, we need to invest in our women more. We need to invest in our women um, because they're here for us. I can say that from my own personal experience, black women have been here for your boy. (laughs) I've dated some queens. They might not have always worked out for for, uh for several different reasons. Um, not any that I could say was like, oh my God, like this person is terrible, but maybe differences, you know, whatever have you um but we need to invest in our women um we need to teach our children who we are who they are who they will be um or what they have potential the the potential to be um politically okay we need to we need to create our own party right we only got two two real parties that are recognized um we need to create our own party we've got Tons of people in the political political pool that know what they could be doing, and know what they should be doing. We could we could easily create. You know, we had we had Black Wall Street. Um, what was uh, what was uh, before Central Park was Central Park? What was um, what was it called? Does anybody know the name off top? Damn, I gotta go to my phone. We'll, we'll it wasn't Levitt, we'll something, was it? Yeah, we, we had we had communities where we built stuff. Now, in this day and age, I can I can say that it's cool with the fact that we are getting more acknowledgement um, for the things that we've done, mainly because Cass is out here destroying shit. Now let's let's be real, Cass is protesting, Cass is destroying stuff. Um, and that's, that's, uh, all of this protesting is on a global scale. Now, um, how, how effective it'll be in the long run. I'll never know, um, until that time comes, but we need to definitely put ourselves in a position where we are economically strong, pool our money together. That goes with supporting these black businesses. Um, that goes with doing these, uh, black social events, um, and giving our people something to look forward to. Because I think a lot of times we don't, we don't give ourselves enough to look forward to, because everything is such a trend. So we're just gonna assume, okay, we're doing this, you know, it's a black, whatever, black party, whatever. And then cats are gonna be done with it in about a week or two. So we need to become more disciplined with how we uh, support our blackness in general, Um, that, that, that's, that's, that's my, that's my contribution.
0: (laughs) Oh, by the way, it's a Seneca village.
1: Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember it off the top.
0: Yeah. I'm low-key ashamed of myself. Uh, Christian, go ahead.
2: (laughs) Um, I would say that uh, if there are five particular actually, I think you and I spoke about this. Maybe what, a month and a half ago or so, whenever we did the last podcast, I think that there are probably five points of emphasis I would lock in on, and I'm trying to do that, you know, even today. Um, I think the first starts with family. Um, and which is inevitably, you know, we're not really gonna get around it. This question of, you know, should our pro-blackness be included in our dating choices, in our dating options, in our marriages um we're not going to really we're really not going to get around that question um and i think that's a good thing that we're not going to get around it because we need to confront it we need to understand you know from a family standpoint um and i was telling one of my friends this who just joined an organization that we're all co-founding right now or a chapter of an organization um i said you know we have to get to the point where black men and women can be uh open enough and vulnerable enough and trusting of each other enough so that we can say, you know, black woman can say to the black man, listen, this is what I expect of you. What do you expect of me? Um, And then the black man can say, well, this is what I expect of you, right? And this is what I expect of myself, right? We have to come to that point where we can have that, that type of vulnerable conversation because only then, and, and more than likely it's gonna have to be off of social media because people, you know, they start acting brand new once they get behind, you know, behind a keyboard. So it has to be something that's in person and it's not going to happen all at once, all 43 million of us, right? But those dialogues have to continue more and more. Uh, us as influencers and as leaders, we have to make sure that we're promoting a culture that is all about that open discourse and that open vulnerability, so we can know we can automatically know from the very beginning what we expect of ourselves in the service of black women and what they can expect from themselves in the service of us as black men. And then we can focus more on being complementary than these abstract notions of what's equal between the two genders. So that's the first thing in terms of family, right? Um, after that, uh, now that we have an understanding of what family is, we can start to actually aim toward it. And I think that we should aim toward it with a wealth mindset. Um, because once we develop this family, we have to make sure that this family is expanding and growing in power. Um, and in order to do that, we have to understand the ins and outs of wealth. Um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you when I was, when I first got into, I'm a financial, advisor, well, investment consultant now. And one of the first things that I tried to do when I first got into the finance industry was, um, I wanted to make sure this was a business that really reached out to black people. Um, and they, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that at the time I was way too junior in my career. Um, and then also there's just, there's sort of uh, an unspoken mistrust in black financial professionals in general, not just by white people or you know, Indians or whatever, but, but also by black people, right? Where it just doesn't, you know, they, they, there's always this question of, you know, how are you trying to hustle me? You know, that kind of thing. And there has to be something where we can impart this knowledge to the people, because our time is going to come in terms of us having the capital and the assets. It's going to come. We got too much resilience, Um, and perseverance um, and strength and ancestral support as a people to not get there, to not get those assets eventually. What I want to make sure is that we have a specific community strategy as to what to do with that wealth once we've taken that wealth and put it within the context of the families that we develop. After that, um, after we've had the wealth, we have to have the means of protecting what we own. So if we purchase land, we have to make sure that we have a defense system where we can protect our assets, right. And also protect our family, right. That kind of goes without saying, but, you know, we have to have an organized defense system or defense collective and a defense initiative rather where we can protect the land and the assets that we have, um, like any nation would. Um, that said now that we have the family, we have the wealth, we have, um, the defense initiative, uh, it, it goes without saying that since we have assets and we, we own, we have greater ownership, we have a stake in the country. And so that said, we have to have our own political identity to protect our interests and protect our Black stake in the country. So we have to have uh, at least some sort of political action code, right? And in these cases where there are these sort of ebbs and flows of Black reactive, you know, revolutionary vigor, as far as, you know, looting and and breaking into stores and stuff. We have to make sure that we have also something in place, not only when it's election season, we have our own political power, but we also have something in terms of how do we protect our own black businesses to make sure we don't wind up being the victims, right? Again, you know, of our responses to our victimhood by white supremacists and so on and so forth. And then lastly, um, but I don't think it's the least important, but I do think it's probably just as important, art and culture. If you take a look, you know, tell the average American that George Washington and the story of the cherry tree was false. It's a fictitious story. They probably wouldn't believe it. And to be honest with you, probably wouldn't care because either way that story has informed their perception of, you know, the quote unquote integrity of America, right? It goes along with the stated values of America, right? And in the same way as we as a people were trying to develop a community, um, wherein we have our own identity and we have uh, our own cultural values, right? Be it it of strength, be it of intelligence, be it of unity. Um, We have to have art um, that propagandizes that even more. We have to have a culture as a whole that is collaborative in nature. Whereas I think right now our culture as a whole is competitive in nature. Whereas we need to be more collaborative in nature because the real competition is elsewhere, right? It's outside. So those five things, it goes from family to wealth, to political action, or family to wealth, to defense, to political action, and then to art and culture. And that art and culture, you know, um, okay, Vaughn, I'm gonna guess that you do some art. Are you involved in any art or anything like that? Romeo,
3: brother. Am I into any art or anything? Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, I do want to eventually get into doing music. And I do have, like, my own podcast platform that um, that I started. I-, I originally had about, like, like 20 episodes, I want to say. But now, like, I deleted, like, most of the material because, like, I wanted to change the-, the direction of it. I have about five episodes now. Um, but, yeah, I definitely want to get into podcasts. Like, I want to continue to do podcasting. I'm learning how to make beats on uh, Ableton right now. Uh, and I want to get really good at that. Yeah. Um, okay.
2: So I was asking that because, I, I'm just saying that because uh, I know that me and Dwayne, we both make music. Lord, I know that you're really into the fitness thing. I, you just kind of had like an artistic aesthetic. Right, with the and the yeah. so I, just, I just figured you probably did some sort of art. That was all I was all saying. But the point is, right, and Dwayne, and I said this, you know, the last time, I said we have to make sure that everything we do with the art is, it, it has intention, because with art is power and you can really affect um, the minds. And depending upon what message you transmit, whether it be over a beat or whether it be through a painting or whether it be through a podcast or whatever, it has to be something that's edifying um, to the community. It has to be, right? So those, those five things is the, the biggest things that I can think of as to what it takes, and I probably didn't even answer the question directly, but as to what it takes for us to really actualize that pro-blackness in a way that's
0: productive and pushing us forward. Hi, hey, so uh, Kavon, you got you got to show this. <laughs> I
3: had to be a better pro-black person. Um, I mean, I would say just to, you know, even even to potentially our our white allies, you know, like give a better definition of what it means to be pro-black, so they understand, like what they're, what, what they're rallying for when they come out here to protest with us and us as a community to, to Lord's point, like about, like you see as a black person, like you smile, you nod, you know, you, you greet yourself, you know, you really show the best version of yourself, like, you know, at all times, like, and not, don't just naturally think that, you know, people are out to get you and just, just try and be a friendly person to, to any black person you can meet and try to learn something from, 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 from every black person you meet. Yeah. And just more importantly, like the youth is, is the future. Like the youth is, is, is what we need to be building up for the next generation. So any opportunity you have to be a good role model to somebody that's growing up, like in grade school or in college, or even somebody that that's my age that's trying to like, you know, build a business or build like, you know, generational wealth like just give whatever tidbits and like knowledge that you have that could help them get to that next level or the next path in their life you know what i'm saying um i think like that's really what's more important just because education and um like fellowship amongst brothers yes I'm gonna and end up on that. and black women too like and we really have to dispel like like some of these brothers we have out here that like don't ride for black women and not to not to pretend, not to chastise them, but to teach them and show them like and show them the way, and show them how they should treat black women. Like if they've if they've been in situations where like you know, where they really just don't know, they don't know, and you know they just really need to be educated and just treat them on an equal level that that they treat themselves. And that's like a whole another topic that I'm getting into because, but like some black men don't treat black women right because they don't love themselves correctly. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you loved yourself, you don't understand like how to treat a woman and, and what you expect from her to Chris's point. Um, at a Christian's point, like you should be asking a black woman, like, what do what do you expect from me? And you should be listening to her when, when she gives her like her expectations and you should be clear and community if, if like when she's asking you what she, what what you would expect from her and not switch it like you know switch it up and just be clear
1: and cut hold on two niggas one phone <sighs> hey um yeah yo I, this, I definitely
4: wanted to speak on this too um we need to stop Trying to marginalize Black people amongst our like uh, in ourselves, like the the smart Black man or like the guy who's like or the or the or the Black man who's into or the Black kid who's into anime or whatever. It's like it's it's like a slap in the face to have to go through the same struggles that every other Black person goes through when you're out in the world, to, and then also get it from your own community like to be dead ass because a lot of people like, it's like, you're not black enough for the hood, but then you're not, you're not white enough or, you know what I'm saying? for You know what I'm saying? If you, if you understand what I'm trying to get at, like we need to stop, we need to stop doing that. Like black is black. It don't matter how, what you're interested in, like whatever, like, you know what I'm saying? If anything, if anything, you should be embracing somebody who's into something that's different, who's a little bit different than you because like, it's like a learning point for you, you know what I mean? It's really, really corny. I, I, I really don't like, and it's, it's, it's in, it's in hoods for the most part. Like in a hood, like the, the weird black guy is not accepted, ever. Like what, like he don't get no play. Like girls don't want to fuck him. Like they, he's, he's like, and then he's forced to date outside his race because the only people that really fuck with him kind of is like white girls. So we need to stop doing that because we're creating a problem within ourselves. People want to claim to be broke pro black and all that. But you sitting there making fun of a black guy who likes to put together whatever the fuck or like whatever it is he's into that's like, that's a little bit different. Like that's, that's a corny thing that people still do even outside of high school. I see that, you know, you think it's only high school and then people get grown and they're still doing the same thing. That's whack as fuck. And it needs to stop because that's like counterproductive. And that's something that we could talk about to, uh, you know, um, empower ourselves and, you know, wake the fuck up.
0: Most definitely. Um, You know, people say all the time, you know, black people are not a monolith, but it's always, you know, they always try to make it convenient. They always want to tell someone they're not black, they're not this, they're not that. And it's like, again, black is all encompassing of everything. There's blackness in every continent on this earth. You know what I'm saying? Like, it started... Like we just, everything started with black, you know what I'm saying? It's going to end with black. So, you know, as far as, um, sending on someone that's a little different or whatever the case may be, like, instead of just like, a lot of times those people that are different, that's they're they're finding another way to express themselves. A lot of times those people are on the edge and that's really what's keeping them sane is that, that thing that they're, that they're into, that's, that's different. And we need to definitely be cognizant of that. You know, just because they, you know, they're know, they not good at sports or whatever the case. You know, whatever the case may be, they're not stereotypically black. We don't want to be stereotyped for doing black well, things, but then we go against other people that don't fit that stereotype. That's goofy. So, you know, we definitely need to, like, have a more community, more village mindset. We need to definitely treat our women better. Um, we need to, like, definitely make – um. Black love a thing and not just a thing like a standard, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's it's cool to be with black love. And I've heard somebody say, um, she was like, Yeah, everyone's talking about black love, but those are all the single niggas. Like, why are you still playing games? And that's a valid point, you know what I'm saying? Like, we need to leave the streets alone, (laughs) get you like a silent queen, and let's build. Like, the whole I'm just playing the field and stuff like that, like, that's that's counterproductive, you know what I'm saying? Like, we really need to cut out the degeneracy that, you know, that we do. Like, you know, um, I made music as well and I haven't made music in a while because a lot of stuff I used to talk about was me being, you know, out there in them streets. You know what I'm saying? Like being not misogynistic per se, but you know, just being in them streets. So, you know, I just wanna, um, we gotta set the standard. We gotta set the standard. We gotta be examples and especially people that have that influence. And you know that you have the influence because you see what people are drawn to you. You see when people look up to you, especially the kids. You know, people always talk about, like, you know, children can be a deal breaker. But at the same time, like, you need to be a positive role model, whether you're dating that girl or not. They need to see an example of a positive, upstanding black man, whether that's, you know, your step kid or whatever it is. Like, you need, they need to see an example of what a real man looks like. So they have something to strive yep.
4: for they need we, yes we definitely we need to make positive relationships cool like because what right now it's like still it's like it's like it's just, it's slowly it slowly got worse it really did cuz right now the toxic relationship is like accepted like it's like the new thing it's like it's okay they it make they make toxic relationships look cool and there's nothing cool about that you know what i'm saying so we definitely need some some uh positive role models to make being positive look cool. Again, you know, I always thought Christian rap was whack. You know what I mean, I liked it, I swear to God. And then I came across some people who got bars. And I'm like, all right, and they're not corny. You know what I mean, like, Lecrae. He has a couple of songs he came out with. Like I was like, oh, all right. I know DJ. Yeah,
0: I don't know if you want to say his name right now. He, he, he kind of, you know, he kind of licked the boot a little bit too much. He licked the the Chick-fil-A sauce off that, off that white boot. But I, I get you, I get you,
4: yeah we just pretty much in essence we need to make we need to make this positive or uh, healthy life health just just being a positive person all around well you know having healthy food choices, taking care of your body, your mind your your spirit, your peace like that needs to be cool, everything else like violence, like you know uh you know bagging girls fucking doing drugs or all that stuff like that like that needs to that needs to like fall back a little bit because it's just becoming like the norm and it's like oh it's like more and more accepted you know it's just and 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 it's always it swept under the rug as like oh well you know he's a grown-ass man he can do what he want da, 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 and but these are the people that our kids are looking up to and nobody wants to be the old dad trying to preach to their kids or or anybody that you know any kids that uh don't follow him. He's not. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be fighting an uphill battle because there's no positive role models out there. We need to be. We need to be them.
0: Big facts. Uh, Lord, anything we chime in? What about to punch
1: right now. Uh, I don't think there's any more anything much for Lord for me to say. You know, I think we've all just uh. We've all touched down on this topic, on so many different perspectives um, that all matter, you know. Um, There's really nothing left to say about that as as far as this topic goes. We know what we need to do. Um, It's all about buckling down, um, being more aware of self. You know, have a knowledge yourself, self, um, have a knowledge of your surroundings, um, and a clear vision. Just like uh, Brother Christian said, we need to have a clear cut agenda, for one. Um, we definitely need an agenda. I think that's one of our biggest downfalls. Uh, for one, we were talking about, uh, he was talking about a uh, uh, financial, um, uh, climate for one, I made a uh, made a post today because um, you know a lot of times we talk about getting reparations. Now that's that's cool uh, for maybe the nineteen fifties nineteen sixties. They knew what they wanted and they had a clear cut idea of what we needed to do to get what we wanted. But nowadays mm-hmm. we just want rep- reparations because we just want more money. Mm-hmm. Do not know what to do with it when we get it. We don't know what to do with it when we get it. It's it's just like the 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 that we had. We were acting on our emotions, um, and we just went on out. Which you need that. You know, I honestly feel that you need. Everybody has to play a role. Not everybody can play the same role. Um, they're going to be uh, our intellects. They're going to be our soldiers. There's going to be our, uh, our generals. They're going to be people that, are, that should be st- strategically placed in certain environments, certain areas, certain times, um, or active at certain times for us to get what we want. Um, but we definitely need an agenda. We need a strategy for how we're going to move forward with um, everything that we want. We need better schooling. If we're going to, you know, it's, 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 it's cool to have a better edu- educational system. I'll say that. It's cool to have a better educational system because in our communities, our public school communities, we just, they're not teaching us anything. We need more trades. We don't have people that know things, know how to work with their hands. We do not have that, and we need it. That's what we used to, we used to, we used to build our, 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 our communities off that. We go ahead. I was
4: going to say, have you ever used calculus? And, and from some, I mean, if, well, whatever you had trigonometry, have you ever used that in your in your life today?
1: At all, ever?
4: Pointless. I'm not using none of that. Pointless. I was just mean? working
2: on mine the other day. I went and
1: bought a calculus book. It's crazy, right? But <laughs> like we, it's but it, it's crazy. Like we we're taught things that that we can't necessarily put to practical use to build ourselves up. Now, of course, you do need the knowledge. It's excellent to have the knowledge because you will use it, but the average person is not using that on a regular basis. We need things that's gonna build us wealth. We need things that's going to create, um, that's going to create, um, that's going to create build, a, building, a building block for generations. You know? This is not to say that those are the only avenues to travel, but we need to be able to. Um, if we're going to build our own nation, we need to be able to have the skills, the knowledge, and the skills. You got the knowledge. It's great math, science. You, you need it, but you need that. You need that active. Uh, those active. Those technical. Those those those. Uh, those hands on. Um, actions to be able to build whatever we need to build our banks our houses our our our, our supermarkets we need all of that and at the same time we need to well, you know I, go ahead yeah sorry I'm not even to cut you off um
4: yeah you know what i do i mean you definitely need you definitely need math i mean like we need engineers as well i mean i think the, i think we most engineering whether it's civil or um, I forget the other engineering. Anticle. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. You, need, you need math. <laughs> so let me, let me stop being silly and saying that you don't need uh, calculus. I think I think, and even in uh, in in any of that, you need, it goes it goes as high as like differential equations or something like that. So. I mean, like you said, but that also ties into your point, Lord. That you know, everybody plays their role. Everybody needs to know their role. Everybody can't be big Indian. They need to know. How, they need to know when to follow, and yeah. when to, you know what I mean. So everybody just needs to know know their place. Yeah, yeah. be okay with it. You know, be okay. The fact that somebody might be the engineer, and you might be, you know, what I mean, the laborer. Like it is what it is. That's what we need. Everybody needs. Yeah. Every, Every job,
1: uh, every position needs to be filled. Everybody can't be the boss. Exactly.
0: Yeah, that's one of the biggest things, like this: uh, black people and our ego. And the thing is, everybody has ego, but whenever it comes to something, we always do it the best. We always do it to the, the best of our ability, for better or for worse. So everyone wants to be the HNIC, and it just doesn't help in the long run as far as the community goes. Like you need to be the HNIC at what you're good at, your own lane. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean,
2: that's definitely important, and um, it's like I, we as a culture, black people, we are very. As of right now, right, or at least in terms of like in America, right, and this is by design, right. We we seem to culturally be a very right brain people, very you know rhythmic, very imaginative, very artistic, which is great. That's the flavor. Um, of us as a people but what we're seeing is that it's easily profitable to or it's very lucrative for other cultures to step in and profit off of our right-brainedness right and if we had more of that i think i wish we did have a culture that was more embracing of the sciences and i'm saying this as a right-brained person right i'm I'm like you know uh, everything i think i had to learn to I'm still developing the skill to try to exercise that left side of my brain as well, right? Because it's tough, it's not just not naturally who I am. But I wish as a culture, we were more embracing of the more left brain, you know, the the mathematical, um, you know, we're we're logical people, but more uh, logical in the sense of like a mathematical side of things. Um, in the sense of, uh, you know, because at the end of the day, let's just say, if we do create this nation, there are going to be buildings that need to be built. There's gonna be you know, ground, groundbreaking um, research and development that's gonna to need to be undergone, right? In order to bring life-saving drugs or you know, life-saving um, natural drugs, right? Or natural alternatives to the, you know, the, the concoctions that we've been putting in ourselves for the last however many years. In order for us to do, undo everything that has been done to us at the expense of predatory capitalism, right? We are going to have to make sure that we're taking on both sides. We're really good at being right brain right brain culturally. You need to get back when we get back to um, uh, the other part which is another part of our original cells which is that very uh, um, uh, uh, mathematical scientific you know medicinal side of us right. So we need to have that and at the same time um in the middle of all that which was what holds that together we don't need to you know forsake being in the service industry right i remember i was talking to one young lady who was puerto rican and it's a strange case right so her father is like dark-skinned puerto rican and his mother is like wesley snipes dark but she, on the other hand, because he married a white woman, or you know, had her with a white woman, she just looks like a white burrito. She just has like the body of a black girl, but with like just white. So I was talking, I was talking to somebody else. I said something on Instagram, um, because what happened was she wound up doing like twenty-three and Me or whatever. She found out she was like, you know, forty-eight uh, percent African or something like that. So now all of a sudden she felt like she could weigh in on black discussion not realizing that when you just found out you were black yesterday it's not the time for you to talk it's the time for you to listen it's the time for you to ask questions not make statements so i had to put it in a place later on but leading up to that i was talking i said i just said i was just kind of just flexing on instagram i say when i become a millionaire all my butlers butlers, got to be black and she was like fake outraged by that she's like what do you mean having them you want you want them to be service workers they need to be doctors or First of all, not every black person needs to be a doctor or lawyer. Not every black person wants to be a doctor, lawyer, or engineer. Some people are actually happy in the service industry, right? Some people actually, you know, and she was saying, um, now as far as, well, that's just me talking shit, right? I'm just flexing. But the point is, whatever job that you think is too low for black people, for a black person, at the end of the day, if you give that to someone else, that's a non-black person's children that you're feeding. That's a non-Black plate that you're filling, right? And so because of that, we have to make sure that we're embracing of all industries and all sectors um, and all academic concentrations, because the fact is, in order to get done what needs to be done as a people, we kind of need all hands on deck. Um, And so because of that, there's no job that is too good for Black people, and there's no job that's too bad for black people unless it's in the context of like actual slavery or demeaning work or something like that that you know comes at the you know expense of your self-respect or your self-esteem or your pride as a black person. But that aside, you, what's up?
0: Or, or scamming.
2: Or scamming. You're right. You know, that's some goofy <laughs> shit too, right? <laughs> so it's like but at the end of the day, from every sector and every industry, and I'm glad uh Kayvon, I'm glad you brought that up because it's a great point because, you know, I'll tell you what, when I was in high school, I took honors pre-calc, I don't remember a damn thing, nothing that I did in that class, and I ran away with that class with B, I don't know how, I still don't know how, because I don't remember anything, and as I was going through, I brought like five calculus, three calculus books, and I was like, I don't remember none of this shit, like, this is ridiculous, I don't I don't remember how it worked, calculator, nothing, But you're seeing all around the world, right, those professions that really are at the forefront of like groundbreaking technology um, and also um, AI, right? Those things tend to be brought about through mathematical equations and and, and being well-versed when it comes to equations. And and not only that, even people want to think in terms of that, what math does for you, because we invented math, what math does for you, it teaches you, how to navigate throughout life, right? Given a certain set of right. parameters and rules and principles, how can you reach a solution, right? And that's what matters, not just about the numbers uh-huh. and you know, dividends and divisors, you know what I mean? So like this thing can help us as a, as a people. So I still like to say, I just hope that we can get to the point where we are not we are not so overweight, right brain people, but we also embrace that other side of our brilliance, right?
4: Which is that left brain side of us. I really, and I'm, I'm really working on that as well. Right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, it definitely, it, like I always say that So even the way, that's one thing that I can say about this new curriculum. I'm not sure, you know, cause sometimes I feel like they do, they change the curriculum to make a disconnect between the parents and the children so that the parents really don't have too much to say, or they, it's just harder for them to teach they're like our kids because right. it's something there's like the whole entire construct is totally different but once you actually do like learn like the funny ways they ask questions it really kind of like it's it kind of like mirrors almost what you were saying Chris like like uh you know uh with, with, with calculus trig or whatever you have to there's there's a lot of different avenues to get to the same answer and it makes you critically think it makes you think outside the box so that's one thing that I can definitely say about this new curriculum that they have with Common Core or whatever, just I could just, you know, when I'm doing, uh, when I want help my son do work, with, you know, with his schoolwork. It, it's, uh, it definitely makes you think outside of the box. It doesn't, it's not just one straight answer anymore, you know.
0: I'm not sure if that's, I, I guess that can be a good thing. Um,
4: but yeah, you make and it a, a certain- good thing. That's exactly, it's the takeaway. See, that's the thing, though. Whenever, and I'm not sure if this is like a spiritual thing or what, but whenever somebody tries to do something negative, or they try and put somebody, they try and put you, put somebody down, or they try and make this system that, that, you know, it makes you like, you're like less, you're not, you're at a disadvantage, it either inspires people to break that system, or you, it just always ends up going in the opposite direction, like, you see all, everything that they've been trying to do is unraveling now. They're, I know people are scrambling, like, what the fuck? This massive awakening worldwide is never, you know, we've never seen this like this before. I can't even tell you what, I, like, what I'd be doing. You know, 19 years old, there's kids out there, they're, like, you know, emotional.
3: I went to a couple of
4: rallies. I went out there, you know what I mean? We was talking about this on the last podcast, not the last podcast, but I went out there just to punch somebody in their face because there's a bunch of racist people out here. But it was, should. yeah. Um, but there was so many kids, I mean literally like kids, like 18, 16 year old kids out here, just so passionate about something other than Facebook, Instagram, fucking TikTok or whatever the hell is out, is out right now. Like they was actually into something and I wasn't, like, I wasn't like that at all. I didn't really start caring about shit until I was maybe like 26, 27, you know, hence the weight gain. That's why I'm fat as shit now, you know like it's really it's it's, it's, it's really it's really and it, it feels good to see that it feels good to see that like I'm really proud of this generation that's coming up
0: yeah, and I think that it's very important and very crucial for the older ones, the elder statements but not the super old ones because they' they're they don't like to talk to each other they're they're both at two different polar do two different poles at life you know you're you're on your way out you're kind of on your way into like you know whatever so they're not trying to hear each other and they have more in common than they do different but you know that's neither here nor there so it's us it's on us in the middle to kind of bring it together and be the translators between the wisdom of the elders and you know the uh the energy of the youth because you have a lot of energy a lot of fresh ideas and a lot of times they're very impressionable and it's very, very important to again just be that example. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, I mean, I had another podcast. We were talking about, um, I think, just, I mean, kind of the the focal point of every podcast I ever do is just like, yo, everybody just be better. If everyone just were just better people every day, just striving to be better, we would be solve all of our problems because everyone's doing their part by being better. And once we come together while we're bettering ourselves we better our nation and it's very simple the simple concept not saying it's an easy concept but it's very simple to grasp um when it comes to outside influences and the opinions of outsiders like whatever like i don't i don't care i've never really cared what a snow chip had to say about me or think about me i really don't care especially a snow chip most people i don't really care but snow chips in particular nah i'm good you know, no no chimney, no arctic ape, none of that i'm I'm good um another thing that we definitely need to focus on, and I feel like we've we've hinted at it, but like we really need to take it to the next level. there needs to be consequences, very clear consequences for when somebody especially an outsider and shoot even especially an insider um harms our women, harms our children, harms none of our own that cannot be tolerated at all whatsoever, like nah. Because the thing is, like, when you see, you know, the the B.O.B., you know what I'm saying, that everyone talks about, that everyone kind of uses it as an excuse to um, take away from the accountability of police misconduct or just a, a race soldier, as the as Tariq Nasheed would say. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need to handle our own, and y'all, and we need to let it be known that if you were to do something like this, there's gonna be consequences. Like, you know, you take one of ours, we're probably gonna take out your family, like just straight up. And once you do something like that, it takes one time, mostly. It's just like, you know, back on the schoolyard, like everyone was fighting. It's just what it was. That's how we build a hierarchy. But if there's that one kid that keeps getting snuffed that is not fighting back, he's fair game, he's food. But once that kid finally snaps he's fighting back it's like all right i could probably beat him but i'm not trying to beat him every time so i'm gonna let him rock because he's not for it he's not a target you know what i'm saying so we definitely need to make sure that there are very clear and severe consequences for tampering with our own and that's especially for traders race traders people that you know they're pro black on sundays but talking to them white man On Monday, that can react. I don't know. I'm done.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I just want to, you know, it's what you bring up about the 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 consequences. You know, I, I I guess I kind of alluded to it briefly when I spoke about you know making sure that we have the means of defending ourselves and and. The the interesting thing is, you know, when we're talking to it with each, when we're talking about it with each other, um, it seems just like regular common sense, right? It just, it just seems like regular common sense. I mean, if someone came into my apartment right now, I would do something to them, right? Um, if my girl was here or if my son or daughter was here and someone came into the house, I would do something. Right? If they tried to harm any of my property, I would do something to them. Right? And in the same way, it seems all common sense, but then when we talk about it, it seems like black people can, under, or people in general, or the world understands black self-defense when it's on an individual level, but not that they don't understand it, what they fear as black self-defense on a collective level. Right? You take that same thing that I just talked about. If me and my family here, my property's here, somebody comes in, I defend myself. Everyone understands it. It's just common sense. Why wouldn't you? But when you try to put that in the context of the entire community and what we should do, or organize it, that's when it becomes a problem. That's when all of a sudden it's
1: radical. And I, and I can't understand how they're piecing it together logically to make that seem uh, uh,
2: radical. It just seems really logically inconsistent because it is logically inconsistent, right? Because really, we're not a, we're not asking we're not asking anybody, but. We're definitely not saying um, that we're going to do anything different from what any other people on this earth wants to do, right? Um, so I, it's in the fact that we have to um, say this, right? We even have to say it, that we need to have consequences for the people who, you know, encroach upon our women and children or ourselves, the Terry crews, right? We have to make sure that we have uh, a certain code of ethics. and um i guess a, a standard protocol of response right when someone disrespects us or violates us physically there has to be something we have to have an answer for that um we're not the most we're not the biggest population in the country if you go by what the numbers say right but at the same time it's not really about that it's about standing your ground as a community and that has to be led by us men right one thing i can't stand is when a bunch of black men they think is woke to start hiding behind women and saying that their salvation is gonna come behind black black women. Of course, the black woman is the hero, heroine, right? So the black woman is strong, but I try not to use that as a metric uh, for my appreciation of her, right? Because at the end of the day, what, how it should be is that they should be able to look at us as the protectors, the ones that are gonna set things straight when someone violates them or their children or, or us. right? We, we should be the one. So, as a community, we have to do this, but this has to be, uh, this has to be an, an initiative that's taken up um, with particular, um, I guess, vigor by Black men. It has to be done, and if not, um, then we can just expect to continue going through what we're going through today, right? And nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. We want to move forward as a people and, to be honest with you, you know, us as men, we will have failed our children if our children are going through a lot of the same things that we're trying to address today. So we really have to put that impetus on us. um, Because history, uh, history faults the failures of men, right? Um, Whatever your thoughts or whatever anyone's thoughts are of the patriarchy or whatever have you, it is what it is, it is here. Uh, And so that said, the responsibilities are going to have to fall on the men who are in charge for, of protecting the clans, the tribes, the nations, or whichever, um, who are responsible for safeguarding and protecting uh, the wealth and the assets of the community. Um, and that greatest wealth and that greatest asset of the community being the women and children, by the way, uh, because one is the, the future and the other one is sort of like the world, among other great things. And so because of that, we have to make sure we're shouldering the lion's share, or not the lion's share, but the majority of that responsibility and making sure that there is a price to pay. Um, even if we don't all out win the war, they know that if something happens, we will fight back. Right? It's, it's kind of like, as you said, you know, that person is being bullied, that bully doesn't beat up that person because that person can't fight. That's not the reason why, right? That person bullies that person because that person doesn't fight that. Right. And, and you can, people can take, people will take whatever you let them have or whatever you let them. And So as long as they feel like these things will be unanswered, that's the reason why it's become such a, a fad or a trend or even on social media to have so many ghost accounts that are said to be, you know, you know, the posters are, are are black women, but we find out a lot of times they tend to be white guys, you know, intentionally trying to infiltrate, you know, the the conversations and the discourse between black people. It's because there have not been enough parameters set around our conversations and our culture and us as a people, but then also there hasn't been enough um, response, direct response when these things do happen. So to your point, yeah.
0: All right, so... We about to wrap, uh, not literally. Um, Lord, any uh, final points?
1: Uh, what we got? Two minutes. <laughs> um, I guess I'll end it off on uh, uh, you know, to all of you guys. Points, you know. Uh, I guess as far as the protection goes, we definitely need that. Um. Every man needs arms. Every man needs arms. And I used to be—I uh, well, I won't say I was anti-gun, but I used to be, you know, like, nah, I don't, I don't mess with that. I don't go that way. We we about to be up in a, a in a heavy r- race war. Like your boy Trump, he done opened that door that they've been waiting to get open. We about to be in a race war. Cats need to be prepared. That's all I'm going to say about that. Cats need to be prepared. I thought Chris was going to get the, get the hammer for a second. <laughs> 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 That's
4: a day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess uh, yeah, my final thoughts would be to uh, uplift uplift your brother stop you know don't 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 hate on each other for nothing and um stop stop don't apologize when when something is done to us we don't need to be apologizing for shit or or saying that we forgive anything we're not taking that shit no more all that shit is out the window it's a dub for that and um we don't need to beg for respect, like common, common decency. Um, and we also don't need to the question things. We don't need to. We don't need to. Uh, we don't need to be questioning our motives or have anybody else questioning our motives. Because if they're not with it, then they're not. So if you're not, if this like if you're not going to be, if if you're not helping the cause, then they can mind their fucking business and shut the fuck up and let us do what we do. And you don't need to be answering none of their questions no more.
0: Is you finish or is you done? I'm done, I'm both. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right, Chris, go ahead. <clears throat> what, What? last words? Yeah.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah, just make it quick. I know i give like long-winded answers. Um, <laughs> First of all, it was great speaking with all y'all. Dwayne, it's always a pleasure. Laura, great to meet you. Kayvon, great to meet you. I don't know, Kayvon and there's two guys. Which one is Kayvon? Kayvon's
4: over here. That's my brother. I'm
2: Kevin. What's up? Oh, Kayvon and Kevin. Okay. Kevin is my oldest brother's name. Good to meet you, brother. Um, You know, it was a pleasure speaking with all y'all, and it's important that, you know, black men continue to have these conversations amongst each other because um, you take a look at who is lagging behind the most um, in terms of. In a lot of areas, right? Yeah, employment and, in terms of graduation rates, so on and so forth. There's a lot of things that black men are lagging behind in, socioeconomically. Um, And so that said, it's going to—it's our responsibility to make sure that we're getting our getting our shit together, right? Uh, So that we can push the community forward. So glad we had this conversation, Wayne. Thank you for kind of chairing this conversation, um, and and moderating in a sense. Um, What I would say again, I, I think it just comes down to you know. Uh, family, wealth, defense, political action, art and culture—all those things are very important. Everything has to be with the intent of pushing people forward. Um, and I hope that uh, in our own individual circles, uh, after we have all convened with each other, we talk about what needs to be done in our own individual cir- or our own respective circles. Uh, those meetings are really talking about, you know, what plans and what steps, uh, actionable steps, we can put into place in order to making those things happen. So we can. Think about this
0: change in your Other than that, that's it. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, I'm a big proponent on definitely strategizing off of social media. Um, it's not, it is not your diary. In fact, like um, Christian, I mentioned before, there are bot accounts that are kind of just, that are posing as black people and saying wild things. Just in general, they just come in to say wild things and then like just let it spiral out of control. Um, uh-huh. We definitely need to be better examples of black people Um, as far as like the surrounding thing goes, I mean, can, can a Klansman be, you know, a white nationalist with a, with a black wife case in point, (laughs) moving forward. Like, again, just protecting our women, elevating our women, being good examples for our children and not just our children, but the community's children. You know what I'm saying? If you ever see a, a, a black, a black child that may seem to be, um, acting out or just having that cry of attention. That you know, some people would consider being bad. We got to pull them to the side and be like, "Yo, man, what's what's going on?" i you know, Kevin used to work with me at um at this summer camp, and yeah, there was some bad kids. We used to pull them to the side, like, "Yo, what's what's going on?" And you come to find out, these people are smart. These people are they're afraid to be smart. They're afraid to be great. And it's like, who's implanting that seed into them? And we need to make sure that that same seed isn't implanted to our future. So. Yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say on that. Um, just real quick, how can people find y'all?
2: Actual Braxton on Twitter. I mean, I'm private right now. A-C T-U-A-L-B-R-A-X-T-O-N. Also, um album Power Shalem, that's power of S H L S S H A L E M. Uh, that's on all major streaming platforms as well as Black August
1: which will be uh, ready August the 15th uh, this year. All right, so I guess I'll go in. Uh, uh, Y'all can find me at uh, Bodies Divine Fit, that's B-O-D-I-E-S-D-I-V-I-N-E-F-I-T on all social media platforms. If you wanna check out my uh, my personal page, I do fun things every once in a while, Uh, Personality Music. Um, on Instagram. That's the word personality. It's all one word. All right, I'll holler at y'all. All right, Kayvon. And um,
3: you can find me uh, mainly on Instagram, uh, Kvon K O V O H N dot D. And also, like my business page, my podcast page is just at Couch Time with K. If you want to listen to my podcast, you know, I'm on. Many different streaming platforms: Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, rather. Um, yeah, definitely give it a listen. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to my Gmail as well, which is K at gmail dot com. Yeah, I'm boring. I just got Big Easy Watson on IG. All right,
4: um, Big Easy. Yeah. All right, W A T C O N. Also, I uh. You can find me on, J, on JMJD Gaming, too, because we're starting a little game, gaming uh, page for, for uh, well, gaming content and my, and my son's gaming content and all that. So that's JMJD Gaming. That's on all platforms, also. You can put it in Facebook, IG, or anything. All
0: right, cool. You can find me where you found me at. Make sure that you like, subscribe, cancel, whatever, whatever. If you want to hear my un- unadulterated, problematic thoughts, you can follow me on Twitter at IamDuannus. That's I-M-D-U-A-N-U-S. And uh, yeah, we uh we out. Appreciate y'all. All right, wait, Ace.
3: wait, damn! I didn't mean to do that. Peace. All right, later. We gonna peace out.